Hey, good morning, everyone, and thanks for joining me for another episode of The Pillaged Pastor. Bright and early, I don't know, around 5.15 on a Tuesday morning, but everything's good because I've got my coffee brewing and we're going to be up and going in no time. Anyway, we're asking the question this morning, what do you lack? What are you lacking right now? How do you want God to show up if he shows up in your life and you're like, I'm lacking this. This is what I'm lacking, God. How would he respond to you? How would he say that you are lacking right now in your life? Well, we're going to explore that among other things in this episode. So stay tuned. Well, one thing that I'm not lacking this morning is my Dunkin' D delicious coffee. That's right, my Dunkin' D delicious coffee and my bland mug. I got my bland mug because I've left like every mug I own at work. And so I gotta retrieve those guys and and bring them back home. I need to I need to redeem them. I need to I need to lead them home today so that I have a more exciting uh, mug to drink from. So cheers. Ooh, nice and hot and delicious. Wow. Anyway, so of course, and what do you what are you lacking today? What do you feel that you lack? Has someone told you recently that you are lacking something in your life? Are you lacking peace? Are you lacking joy? Are you lacking a relationship? Are you lacking uh, a, like a hope for the future. What are you lacking today? And so something that's mentioned over and over again in scripture is, I mean, there's something that Jesus is constantly saying that people lack. And they're usually people you would think would have it together. But uh, now I think when God looks at us, I mean, what do you think? When God looks at us, he sees a people uh, who are lacking. But what would these people be convicted of lacking? I don't think uh, I don't think uh, it, it is what you and I think it is, because uh, I think it's quite simple in one way and quite complex in another. But we see over and over again Jesus telling people they are lacking in faith. It could be lacking in faith in God, lacking faith in healing, lacking faith in being provided for, lacking faith in, I don't know, you name it. What are you lacking faith in today? In Mark chapter 6, Jesus said to them, only in his hometown among his relatives and his own house is a prophet without honor He could not do any miracles there except lay his hands on a few sick people and heal them. And he was amazed at their lack of faith. And so Jesus in this context, obviously he's in his hometown and he's not received by those who saw him grow up there, which uh, doesn't surprise me. All right, I can understand that context and why they would say this is Jesus. I mean, we know him. We know his family. We saw him grow up here. And uh, yet Jesus 
had reason to be like, why are why is everybody doubting? I can't even work here. I can't even do miracles here. I can't even move among these people because of their lack of faith. Would that be the accusation that God makes toward you today, that he can't move in your life and in your circumstances because of your lack of faith? So let's take a quick break. We're going to come back to that in just a moment, give you time to think about it and to grab your coffee if you haven't already. In Mark chapter 6 and elsewhere, we see Jesus walking on water. And one of the things that he says to his disciples when they see him walking across the water, get this, and let me put it in context. When evening came, the boat was in the middle of the lake, and he was alone on land, and he saw the disciples straining at the oars because the wind was against them. About the fourth watch of the night, he went out to them walking on the lake, and he was about to pass them. But when they saw him walking on the lake, they thought he was a ghost. And they cried out because uh, they all saw him and were terrified. And his response is, uh, take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. Take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. You know, that's the thing about believing and having faith. Is that if we look to Jesus and we see him as he is, his true identity, not a ghost, not a religion, not something, you know, a rabbit's foot or whatever, you know, you might you know, hope, put your hope in, but we see him as the person that he is. We can expect to hear that, you know, take courage. Don't be afraid. It's me. And there's a lot of faith in that, in seeing Jesus just as he is. And just as he is, is someone who would say to you today, take courage. Don't be afraid. And that's something we can put our faith in to move forward in this day. And I know it's hard, like having faith, you know, it's, it's a, it's a difficult, difficult thing, right? I think all of us could, could be accused of lacking faith. But the reason I bring up this passage is I believe that if we see Jesus as he is, we will have more and more faith. The more that we see Jesus approach us and the more that we welcome him into our lives, the more faith that we are going to have to move through the storms, circumstances of life. And so today, how am I going to move through the difficult circumstances of life? I'm going to move through these by faith in him as he is, the person who tells me not to be afraid. Take courage. Don't be afraid today. But I know at some point in the day, you know, as I'm feeling overwhelmed by any given thing, my faith will be lacking and I will be troubled once again. I will be straining at the oars in a little boat, the little boat of life, right? I'm going to be straining at the oars and then what do I do? I got to I got to put my head up. I got to look outside of my little my little realm just right here. I got to look outside of that 
and I got to have faith in the person of Christ. I want to have faith. I want to have belief. You know, one of the one of the things I struggle with in regards to having faith, it's not faith, it's not the lack of faith always in the person of Jesus and that God is with me and that God loves me, but will God rescue me from my troubles? Will he rescue me when there's a storm and I'm in a little boat and it's filling up with water and I'm straining at the oars? Is he really going to come through and rescue me or is he going to let me sink? Because I know whether he rescues me or lets me sink, I mean, to God be the glory. Like he can accomplish great things in either circumstance. And so I don't always believe that. And there it is. Did you hear that? I don't always believe. There's that lack of faith. It comes out in my own words and my own thoughts right here on camera. I don't always believe that God is going to rescue me, at least in the way I would like him to. What about you? Do you think he's always going to rescue you? Will he let you go through through your trials? Will he, he you know, make you weather the storm and continue walking through it? Because I know that even if he has us do that, he is good. Even if you lost everything today, God is still good. He is still our security. He is still our security today. Do you believe that? Let's take one more break and then close it out. Are you lacking faith? If God were standing before you today and you saw him clearly and you were able to, you know, put your eyes on the the God man, would he say, hey, you know what? Your faith is lacking. Why don't you believe me. Why don't you believe me? I think there's an answer where we wouldn't expect to find it. And it's in Mark chapter 8, starting in verse 33. But when Jesus turned and looked at his disciples, he rebuked Peter, get behind me, Satan. And he said, you do not have in mind the things of God, but the things of men. You do not have in mind the things of God, but the things of men. What truth can be found in that statement of Jesus? What truth can be found in regards to our faith? See, I think it's really difficult to always be thinking of what God can do and who he is. Instead, our mind is on the things of men. We're caught up in life. We're caught up in this world. We're caught up in what we can see, obviously, right? What is immediately before us and how things have played out for others, what the natural course would be if God doesn't show up and do a miracle because of your belief in him and belief in what he can do. But that faith in him gives him permission, if you will to move and do mighty things, to do miracles. If every day you're going into life thinking you're going to sink, then you're going to sink. If every day you're thinking of how things will play out naturally, then they're going to play out more naturally instead of saying, no, I know that I serve a God that can show up at any time 
and intervene in this moment, intervene in my life and make a huge impact and a difference. And that's the God that I serve, the one who will show up on the scene when everybody else has walked off the scene. That's the God that we serve. And we need that faith. You know, matter of fact, we can have a gifting of faith. And I'll show you that in the scripture. How would you like to have a gifting of faith? A belief that people a belief that people are like, wow, man, they have so much faith. They have so much belief in God. It is insane how much faith and belief in God that they have. You know, whenever we come into a relationship with God, we walk by faith. We don't walk by sight. We walk by faith. And I believe a lack of faithfulness will equal a lack of faith. A lack of faithfulness in your relationship with God will always equal a lack of faith. The more committed you are in your relationship with God, the more faith that you will have. But then there is a special gifting of faith. There is a gifting of faith that I think that we need to pursue and I think that you can pursue and I can pursue and don't tell me you don't believe it because that's the, that's the whole point. Is some people go, well, I don't believe in the gifts of the Holy Spirit, or I don't believe the gifts are available today, and I don't believe I can ask for a special gifting of faith. Well, you don't believe, and so you'll never know. If you don't believe, you will never know. You don't start off by believing that God can't give you something don't start off like that's the whole point is the lack of belief is why you never experience anything cool in your Christian life. That's what's funny is people and Christians will limit themselves. They'll limit their experiences of God, with God, you know, through God, because right away they tell God, no, you you can't do that. You don't do that. You don't tell God what he what he does and does not do, you know, in relation to things like that. Well, I don't know if healing is for today, people. Mm, really? Well, then you'll never experience healing, will you? Right. Okay. So 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. So why would God give us a gifting of faith? For the common good, for everyone, not for us, so that we could be a blessing to others. To one, there is given through the Spirit the message of wisdom. Wow, man, somebody, some people are endowed with um, a, a wisdom that comes from God to impart to others. To another, the message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit. And remember that knowledge is never going to contradict Scripture. To another, faith by the same Spirit. There it is, faith by the Spirit of God. To another, gifts of healing by the Spirit. To another, miraculous powers. To another, prophecy. To another, distinguishing between spirits. And we need to know that for sure. I need to know what is God and what's not. You know, I need to know, make sure I, I, I understand what's the enemy coming after me. To another, speaking in different kinds of tongues. And to still another, the interpretation of tongues. All these are the same work of one and the same spirit and he gives them to each one just as he has determined or just as he determines all right so it's up to god how he gifts you 
and he'll gift you the way that he wants to gift you. But I'm telling you, we should seek every gift that will be used to benefit another. Now, faith is definitely going to benefit me. Having extra wisdom is going to benefit me. And God already tells us that we should ask for wisdom and he will give us wisdom. You know that? So he'll give us wisdom if we ask for it. And I believe he'll give us faith if we ask for that extra faith that's needed. So, Lord, please give us extra faith, right? We need faith to push forward. We don't want to be con con convicted, accused of not having enough faith or lacking faith as we go throughout our daily lives, as we go throughout today. I know that you need faith. I know that you're lacking faith, and I know that I'm lacking faith because I oftentimes live with in this, oh, God won't do that. I want God to do that, but most likely he's not going to do that. I want God to rescue me, but most likely he's not going to rescue me, right? Is that a lack of faith? That is a lack of faith because God already promises to do just that, to rescue us. And if it's already in the Word, I mean, he's already told us that, then we can put our faith in the Word. He's already let us know what he's willing to do, what he's not willing to do. And one of the things that he is willing to do is to build you up in your faith and give you extra faith by the Holy Spirit that will build you up and will build up others. Because that is the whole point of a spiritual gift, is to bless others, right? And so with that being said, this is the pillaged pastor. Grace come down for such a sinner as I and for such a sinner as you.